Hello and welcome to a live Kerfefe break on D program with Carrie Smith. Uh, people in the chat were asking if we're waiting for the bells. It's it's a siren. There's a siren that happens here every day at noon, which is when my podcast starts. So I usually let that siren go. <laughs> um, uh, but welcome. If it's your first time here, this is a live show we do Mondays and Fridays where we just hang out and talk about what's in the news with different friends of the show. And today I'm very excited to have two return guests with me, uh, Sarah Higdon and Lila Hart. Hi. Hello. Hey, <laughs> and Tiger's here too, guys. Just see. So you know. <laughs> Perfect. He says hello. <laughs> Can you just remind people, um, just introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you and, and where people can find you online for anyone who's not familiar. Yeah, so I'm Sarah Higdon. I am a content creator. I do YouTube. Um, you know, you can find me across all social media platforms. You can go to my website, sarahigdon.com, get all those links. Um, it's youtube.com slash sarahigdon. And then Instagram and Twitter, it is sarahigdon underscore. Cool. Awesome. And I am Lila Hart. I am a stand-up comedian based out in Dallas, Texas. Mm -hmm. I, the big project me and my husband just released is the American History of Voter Fraud. You guys can find that on my YouTube channel. We are almost at 10,000 views. And once we reach 10,000 views, we will be releasing a trailer for our next documentary. So it's very exciting. Uh, you guys can find me at lilahart.com. That is L-I-L-A-H-A-R-T.com. And love Lila Hart on all social media platforms. <laughs> That's your actual name. She's not saying love Lila Hart. The no, name no, is love actually, Lila. <laughs> my name is Lila. I just, my, I have love Lila Hart on all my social media platforms because I remember I created my YouTube when I was like 13. I was like, I want everyone to love me. So it'll be like, love Lila Hart. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good, it's alliteration, which I like. And then it's a good way to remember it here. I'm going to put a little banner up. Um, I didn't know that you and your husband were doing documentaries until you messaged me this week. When we were talking about stuff. Uh, so you have a whole full link documentary out on YouTube called American History of Voter Fraud. Is that right? Yes. That is correct. It is. Um, it's about two hours long. It's pretty incredible. Uh, it's getting a lot of great reviews and the people are loving it. So I really encourage everyone to share it, watch it, get awake to what is actually happening in the world. And um, I hope you enjoy it. How has your husband always been into film? How did you guys decide to do this? So, um, yeah, my husband and I, we started stand-up comedy together. Well, we met doing stand-up comedy, and he was uh, doing uh, a lot of uh, – he was filming people's specials. So that's how he got into okay. you know, editing. So all yeah. the editing is done between – he did it all himself. Um, and he's done, he did all the research and the writing, and, uh, you know, I'm just his supportive muse. <laughs> That's awesome. I, yeah, I, th I think documentary great. film is right now, it's one of the places where it's at is to, you know, just look there, there, there we go. There's your handles, right? Love Lila Hart. That is Sarah correct. Yeah, and well. I'm, just, I'm just really, um, I just have to thank God that we are so blessed that it is still up on YouTube. You know, I remember when I first, I had a viewing party here at my house and I showed it to a few friends of ours and they were like, Oh, this is going to get taken down off YouTube. Like, this is crazy. You're even putting this up there, but I put it up there anyways, and it's still up and it's getting shared and it's, uh, it's doing really well. So I'm just, you know, praise God for that, that it hasn't been taken down. Do you I don't put it on any other platforms too? 
Um, is it on Rumble? And it is also on Rumble. Yes, Sarah. Yeah, yeah I, do I wouldn't you... think you'd want to do anything without putting that on Rumble. <laughs> I was going to say you should have a backup plan because if it starts to get, if it goes like full on viral, you know they're taking that stuff down. Yeah, like they're not going to let that stay up. So uh, it's called American History of Voter Fraud. You guys can go check it out. And then I'm just curious, what's your next? If you do an, another documentary, what do what do, do you that have an idea? Surprise, that's okay. coming out when okay. we hit ten thousand views. We've got the trailer for it. It's gonna be good. We have okay. a couple of them, so oh, right on. That's awesome. Congratulations. Cool. And then Sarah, I know you were recently in Vegas for Freedom Fest. Is that right? Yeah, Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, that was so much fun. <laughs> what is yeah, Freedom I was Fest? Speaking... I talked to you about it and a couple other people, but tell us what so, it is. Freedom Fest is actually, it's a, it's a massive gathering of people all over the libertarian movement spectrum. We have um, more liber liberty-leaning Republicans. Andrew Yang was speaking. Um, Spike Cohen was there. Rand Paul. Um, uh, just a ton of people. And I, I mean, we had over 200 speakers, I think is what it is. Oh, wow. It's a four-day event. Um, multiple panels, just a big convention center. It was at the Mirage in Vegas. Um, I was lucky enough to be on a panel with um, Olivia Rondeau, uh, Avins O'Brien. Uh, okay, um, I've heard else? of Avins. Yeah, yeah. Um, Terry, Terry Kibbe, uh, Matt Kibbe's wife was on the panel. Um, and What were you guys talking oh gosh, about? She's going to kill me. So our... Um, our panel was about how feminism or a free speech is a feminist issue. That was the um, basis of what we were talking about. And it's interesting because we really didn't have any feminists other than Avin's um, on the panel. <laughs> <laughs> One second, you guys. No problem. You but yeah, so it, it was, um, it was just an amazing, amazing event. I got to meet Zuby. Um, if you see some of the pictures, you can go on my Instagram. It's right on it's the people I was meeting, like Zuby, Corey D'Angelo, um, Spike Cohen, Viva, you know, just everybody. I hanging out with my girl, um, Eliza Blue, like just, um, had a, had a fantastic time. Plus it was Vegas. So it was, it was just amazing. <laughs> was that your first time there? It was my second time in Vegas. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. First time I went for my sister's 21st birthday. So Very different. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's nice to hear that um it's nice to hear that Vegas is like opening up again and doing conferences and cuz I remember for a while one of my friends and and she's sometimes in the chat she might be here today a little ragamuffin. She was telling me stories during the lockdowns how Vegas was a lot more restrictive than I thought it would be being in the Southwest. They had they had a lot of different lockdown and mass policies and it's good yeah, to hear well, it's coming year, back yeah last year they actually held freedom fest in south dakota uh because vegas was closed wow okay i've only been to south dakota one time i went there for this comedy festival in 2019 so i just it was really really cold and there was like nothing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a random thing that i went to <laughs> there might be if there's anyone in South Dakota who wants to talk about the state's charm, let us know. Uh, I I don't know if I've been. That's one of the few states I don't know if I don't think I've been to actually. Um, well, so I just wanted to hang out with you guys today and talk about what's in the news. And I have to say, I'm sometimes, especially lately, this is maybe a good thing, except for when I want to do a show. 
uh, I managed to avoid a lot of the stuff that goes on uh, in the 24-hour news cycle. So some this morning, my husband was like, what, are you going to talk about Biden having cancer? And I was like, Biden has cancer? And he's like, <laughs> you don't know this? <laughs> I'm like, no, what happened? <laughs> Like I, I'm just somehow I'm like, it's a good thing, I guess, tunnel vision for some stories. But I looked up this story and I figured, why don't we just start with this in case there's anybody who like me who didn't know what's going on. Right. Did you guys see this? Yeah. So, yeah, I did. It was like the clip where he was like, everybody I know has cancer in my He's like too. me. Yeah. Me and everybody I grew up with. Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing is, people are, I guess... I guess people are still confused about what he's talking about. If if he accidentally dropped a bombshell or if it was another, if it was a gaffe, um, this is a Fox News headline that says Biden's cancer claim shocks Twitter users. Either biggest bombshell or biggest gaffe. Um, and then if you scroll down, this was he was doing a speech in Massachusetts about climate change and the harm of oil refineries. And this is the quote. He says. My mother drove us rather than being able to walk. And guess what? The first frost, you know what was happening? You had to put on your windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up with have cancer. And why for the longest time, Delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation. So that's the quote. He says he and a bunch of other people we grew up with have cancer. And yeah. they've since released a statement, haven't they? Saying... yeah. It it said something like he uh, he was talking about his previous previous skin cancer, the melanoma that he previously had, which in that in the in the context of that statement makes absolutely no sense. And then conveniently he, he's got COVID again. And then he well, has COVID again. Okay. <laughs> the thing I think is so funny is that we have just gotten to a point in our country where we've just like accepted that our president, you know, has dementia. And that, you know, he might just be saying things and that's just, you know, what, what he does. And that's when, you know, that we're, we're, we're really in trouble because it's just like, oh, well, he just, you know, he slipped up his words because he has dementia probably. Yeah, that's, that's, I think that is the takeaway from the story. You're exactly right, Lila, is that we're at a point now where no matter what he says, people are kind of like, eh, maybe he just wasn't, maybe it's just a gaffe. I mean, can you imagine saying about any other president, maybe Trump? But I can't think of any other, like, like. can you imagine saying that about Obama, if Obama was up there and was like, that's why I and many others have cancer. And you're like, well, that could just be him doing it. <laughs> like, just kind of write it off. Yeah, we've just, we've just accepted that, you know, he says things and that's why it's like our, the presidency really is a joke. So everybody should watch American History of Voter Fraud and see why. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> no, it's you're right though because he does. He ju he just speaks and he doesn't speak in coherent sentences. I think I mean we it's a running joke that he's got he's he's got dementia. He's not the one leading the country. I think we all can kind of see this. He's he had the notes that said sit down in a meeting, you know, like he's got to be told <laughs> step by step what to do. Um it, it's it's sad because it's elder abuse. Um yeah, and and and, and, it, and it really but you're right. If it was Trump, see Trump said things and we you had to like backtrack because oh that's just Trump because they were just outrageous, outlandish statements. It wasn't right. because he was just making incoherent statements or just gaffes every single time he speaks. Um so you have a president who speaks like this and then Kamala Harris who can't say a sentence without saying the same thing five times in a row. So 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I actually played on this channel the other recent gaff of his, where he said, "Stop, repeat the line." But oh, I'm just going to pull that one up because I don't think I, I don't that think I did that too. one. That, and that's a great that example. Yeah. Well, he's just, just really—he's just reading what's on the teleprompter. It was a very yeah. Ron Burgundy moment. Yeah. Well, just to, so here's the latest update on whether or not he has cancer, which is kind of important, I guess, to know about the president. Um, the White House clarifies, this is from a 13 News Now article, the White House clarifies Biden's cancer comments. The president is not announcing a new diagnosis. During a speech Wednesday, President Biden said he has cancer. The White House has clarified that he was referring to minor skin cancer removals before his presidency. So that's what they're saying, that it was just uh, some melanoma non-cancerous so okay that's the update but here's this here's this video this one i don't know sarah i i i originally when he was first running i thought it was sad i was talking about how it was elder abuse and they were using him but i, I kind of don't care anymore I, I, is that no. i know that's awful but i'm sort of like mm, it doesn't i don't really have a lot of sympathy for him anymore I, that's sad well, but because there's yeah, because there's a lot of points where he's making, especially like now what he's trying to do with climate change and all this stuff. It's again, it's it's either sad because he's going with it, but it wouldn't you wouldn't be you wouldn't feel that same way if he hadn't been doing a lot of these same things like his whole career, like pushing for like the Green New Deal and all this stuff, like his whole career, like doing all this stuff. And now when he's got dementia, they're actually forcing it. Yeah, yeah, himself, exactly. You know? This and I think a, we're all just kind of just jaded by by all of this too. It's you know, so I, I'm totally with you, Carrie. It's like your passive point of like feeling bad for him. It's like okay, we all know yeah. we're in Obama's third term. Yeah, yeah, Dom. Okay, thanks. It's not just me too. Yeah, Dom also says yes, Carrie. I feel like I really do not care anymore about the day to day national political stuff. Yeah, and I don't care about how they're using him anymore. And I don't. I don't know. But this, I, I don't keep up with a lot of it, but this, we're going to play this. This was, this is one of many gaffes. That's why it's kind of, we all just brush it off now because we've gotten so used to it. I just, I don't know what the people who voted for him think about all this, how they're able to just brush it off, but we'll see. So I quote, women, I'm just a quote now from the, the majority. Women are not without electoral or political power. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not without electoral and or political That's incredible. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not without. Wow. That's our president, guys. Um, well, you know, and, the people who voted for him, they actually have Stockholm syndrome. That's why they're, you know, they, people don't want to admit that they're, they're wrong, that they've been lied to and they've been fooled, but it's like, look at our gas prices, look at inflation, like, you know, stolen elections have really horrible consequences. And that is what we are all living through right now. Mm -hmm. Well, that and uh diversity hires like this actually came up on the panel that i was on at freedom fest was diversity hires not actually hiring people because they're qualified for the position but because that they meet these certain characteristics and look at what it's done to our country like it's falling apart because none of these people are qualified for the jobs that they're in what exactly. does Pete Buttigieg have to do with infrastructure 
what has he ever done for infrastructure in his, in his career ever? You know, yeah. um, it, it, it makes absolutely no sense. And then even the vice president can't speak in coherent sentences either. You know? <laughs> yeah, Kamala Harris. Well, that I mean, that was his first high profile diversity hire right yeah. there. He said before he announced who the, who the his pick was, he said it's going to be a woman of color or a woman. Yeah, it's like why are you why are you limiting your options like that right up front? Yeah, Supreme Court. I mean, look what just happened with the Supreme Court. Yeah, um, we'll see um, how that works out, but it doesn't seem like it would work out pretty we that well. Um, and part of the issue with that, too, is because then, you know, now everybody gets hurt because of diversity hires. So everybody thinks that everybody's a diversity hire, even if you are the person that's qualified for the job. It must suck. I know that. I never want to be on. I started seeing social justice people do this a few years ago in the science world where you would suddenly have these straight white men who were woke, though they would stand up after some pressure from other social justice people and they would say, I'm not going to be on this science panel at this science convention unless they have a woman and a person of color and all that. And it's like, who, who would want to be the person that's then asked after that? Right. Where it's like, I'm here because of my race and my sex guys, like screw you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would just rather you just pick the best qualified people in that way. Like you're saying, there's this, there's this um, backlash that happens where then people I think rightly so look at any person who's who gets nominated to a position maybe in your workplace or or what have you where they they're like I wonder if it was because of she's a woman or because of her yep. race or because they're trans or because you know yep. any number of things well, it's, I just it's, feel like it, everybody everybody wants to have like it's like now it's like cool to have a, a mental illness or a disability or like something, you know, I, I had, I wanted to bring this up. I saw Whitney Cummings was on the cover of this magazine and she's talking about how she like uh, lived with migraines and what a debilitating thing <laughs> that was. And it's just like, Oh my gosh, these migraines. And it's like for, for someone like me who actually has a disability, like a real disability where I had to actually overcome stuff. It's just, it's insulting that you want to make this migraine issue, this huge fucking thing that it's not but yeah. now disability is cool right just like having a mental illness is cool having migraines is cool it's it's insane yeah well they're faking did on tiktok it makes no sense you know and that <laughs> those are my favorite did <laughs> that's a rabbit hole for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about did used to be called multiple personality disorder and now it's called dissociative identity disorder and there is an explosion of it online among younger people especially like you said on tiktok youtube it's a, a lot of young people some of them have millions of followers and some of them actually switch between their personalities yeah, on camera it's literally like this it's like okay this is lila and then it's like hi guys <laughs> <laughs> Julie is now here. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh my God. I don't know. I, I just <laughs> How long until Biden appoints someone with DID? <laughs> You know what's really sad about this? Because I found out about this when I was doing um, a video for Ariel Sarcella on this issue. She did a video um, a few months ago on this, the TikTok stuff. There was actually somebody that had DID that was shamed by the woke community because one of her um, alters is what they call them. One of the alters actually was a Hispanic woman. And she was shamed 
off the yes. like, absolutely. I've seen this. I've and seen she this. Was, she actually had the disorder. Okay. So this is this is what I I don't know about that one, but I did see another one where it was a famous YouTuber, had a huge following. She would do all the characters. I call them characters because I don't believe she has DID. Um, and, and one of them was black and then the, and she was woke. And so the woke mob came for her and said she was appropriating for one of her identities. But the thing is when they're doing that, isn't that a mind F like a mind fuck? Because you're sort of like, wait a minute, you're saying that, um, that, that, that DID is real. And if DID is real and that this woman has all these different characters, then she can't be appropriating on purpose. But then over here, you're saying, but you are appropriate. Everything you're doing is fine, except one of them can't be black. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's a line that's too racist. far. Yeah. That is racist. Like, why couldn't it be black? <laughs> oh, man. We should do a whole episode on DID because there's a lot we could show people. Um one of them, I'll, I'll tell you this, because I did go down that rabbit hole last year. One of the most famous ones, I'm, I'm blanking on her name right now, but she started on, she was a YouTuber who does DID stuff, probably still doing it. She started dating another YouTuber who also had DID. And so the, now if you're following along at home, these are two people who say they have multiple personalities and some of their personalities are not even human. Like they want one of my personalities is a ghost, you know, and it's like, or an animal. <laughs> yeah. Or a Lyle. dog or a tree. Or yes. Yes. And so she started dating this other famous and everybody was shipping them. That means when the kids were like really excited about their relationship and they're all excited that they're together. So then it turns out her partner it's, is exposed for having done a lot of um, child pornography kind of drawings. Um, and posted them online and, and some other really weird sexual fetish, uh, fetishes involving sneezing and kids and all this other, I don't know, just a, a creepy, creepy pedophilic kind of artist. So that, that YouTube personality, he tried to claim that it wasn't his fault because it was his other personality doing it and that he wasn't aware that his personality. So one of his personalities was this creepy pedophilic. <laughs> kind of but that but it wasn't him isn't that amazing that's i think in the future if we continue down this path people are going to try to claim that in court yeah they'll be like i didn't murder the person it was my other it was my ghost personality it was, it was my ghost yeah it was the ghost oh wow <laughs> that's incredible yeah but that's you know we've we've now we're glorifying mental illness and this is this is the yeah this it's is evolution disturbing. you get woke points for having different illnesses. more things also yeah. okay i saw this other one too where it's people like finding out they have um adult autism or all these different things and they're posting about it and it's just like for me it's i don't know it's like if you're able i don't know about these disorders but i'm like if you're able to make videos and post and do these things like why like why are you taking on this like i'm a victim kind mm -hmm. of person you know it's just like and it's I guess for me too, I feel like I missed the boat of uh, 
when disability was cool because when I was growing up, like it was not cool. I hid my disability for so long. Like when I, I told this story on um, Carrie's podcast uh, last time I was on, but when I was in college, I was not accepted into a sorority because they didn't want to be known as a house with a crippled girl. Two years later, after I graduate, I'm at my desk at work and I see on Good Morning America, this sorority accepted a woman with Down syndrome in their sorority and they were being celebrated. Where just two years prior, I wasn't allowed in because I I was too crippled, you know? So it's just like, it's, it's just gone so far. And that, I don't know. It's they, bizarre. it's a, it's this weird woke is sort of this. Sometimes I view it as this um, counterbalance that, like you said, just goes way too far. Cause in the entertainment industry, I used to work in, in comedy on the business side of it. And there definitely was an old boys club and it was easier to get attention. Um, if, for if you were doing what people in that old boys network liked and the kind of comedy they liked. And so a lot of straight white guys, I think it probably did help them to get uh, TV shows and stuff. But then there's this overcorrection where woke became like popular and trendy and it, and it just swings entirely too far in the other direction. Instead of saying, Hey, can we find this middle ground where we're not picking people based on race or sex or sexuality? They go this completely other way where they're actually telling people in the writer's rooms now on comedy shows like, sorry, I can't promote you from writer's assistant to writer because you're a white man and you're just going to have to, we're going to hire someone from outside the room for the open position because we have to fill it with a woman of color or what have you. That's like way too far in the other direction. So it's an overcorrection. Well, but I, I wonder though, I wonder if they would hire me. You are not the right kind of trans person, Sarah. <laughs> I don't know. You know, do you know, uh, do you know Cameron Pasha? I have him on the show sometimes. He's lovely. So he's a screenwriter and he's Muslim. And for a while he was getting a lot of job offers in Hollywood, like really hot. Cause they were like, we need a Muslim in the room. Right. But he is not the right kind of Muslim. <laughs> and so so I know it's become harder for him in some ways because of his uh, some of his political opinions don't match the group think on things. And he doesn't say he can't be used as a puppet. How about that? Can't be used as a Muslim puppet. So um, yeah. and I'm just going to go the opposite direction and just go out there and make all the jokes because that's what I do. I mean, you guys know me personally behind the scenes. I'm very much making trans jokes all the time. <laughs> yeah. Are you going like, to try stand I, up for real? I saw yes. your tweet. I, I, I did. I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, because yeah, I mean, when Dave Chappelle, when the whole Dave Chappelle getting canceled, like when he, when that, um, what is it? The place canceled on this week, like this, the day of the show, it, that was shameful. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to do stand up, and I'm going to tell all the jokes. <laughs> All the jokes that nobody else is allowed to tell, I am going to tell them and nobody can stop me. And I have plenty of jokes about my life that I can just unload on. I have so many stories. Even from Freedom Fest, I was I was joking. I had Zuby laughing the one day because nice. So uh, this is so this is what we were talking about. Is so we, you heard that my panel was why free speech is a feminist issue, mm-hmm. and Olivia says Olivia was like. I mean, I don't know why I'm on this panel because I'm not really a feminist. And I said, I don't know why I'm on this panel. I'm not really a woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
That's what I love about you, Sarah. <laughs> I just think jokes like that. Jokes like that. Offend everybody. It'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we just need to get to a place where we've really we've really fallen far when people are afraid. Like people are just so afraid right now to post what they want to post. Like even with my documentary, I had friends tell me, like message me privately and be like, Lila, I really like this, but I'm afraid to share it on Twitter because I don't want to get like banned or I don't want to get, um, yeah. you know, and it's, and it's like, what are we China? Cause that's what it sounds like that you're where people are so afraid. And me and my husband were the only other uh, documentary documentarians who have made a video. I mean, made a movie on voter fraud. And the only other one that's out is 2000 mules. So that's how far we've strayed in our country is that people are so afraid to speak. They're so afraid to talk about things. And now you're being called brave just by saying what everybody's actually thinking. We have become, we are self-censoring. And that is a very scary place to be in. And that is like, it's communism. And that's what it is. We are. And I, I do it even on this channel because like we just did for book club for deprogrammed um, the real Anthony Fauci by Robert F. Kennedy. And we're not going to put it on YouTube um, because yeah. it, we I, I know it's an automatic strike it's, and it'll get it's, taken it's, down. It's so sad. Yeah. What has happened and how big tech and these companies have literally like they're dictating what we can say. On yeah. Here. I had two. uh somebody's going through my Facebook and flagging old posts, wow. which, ha which happens to me periodically. So I just had two taken down um, wow. old, old ones um, about COVID. And, and the funny thing is when you get these posts taken down, you can't share them to tell people, you know, here's the post that was taken down, look at it and draw your own conclusions. You can't even do that because that one will get taken down. Then you're reoffending, Right. So they, what they do is they put us in a weird position. I was like, I wonder if I should tell people this happened um, because I do talk to people who just are in the bubble and they don't know about any of this. I talked to a very well-meaning person who's super in the left world and only reads certain sources and only knows certain things and believes a lot of the stuff I don't believe anymore. I was talking to her recently and I said something about she was saying that she's she there's a lot of misinformation online and she's glad that the social media companies are starting to crack down and have fact checkers. And I, I said, OK, you know, and, and talking to someone like that, you have to figure out how to how to challenge that without without just like ah, you're wrong. So I said, well, what about when they're taking down um, scientific studies? Because two of these posts I've had removed are links to peer reviewed studies in in um prestigious magazines and journals science journals and i told her they they a facebook redid the tos this past year where when you get those kind of things taken down you can go and read about why and it tells you they're going to remove something even if it doesn't violate the tos even if it's factual information wow. they're going to take it down if it could cause vaccine hesitancy do you wow. think that is okay and that that kind of question i think did make her think a little bit about like well i didn't know they do that and it's like yeah you don't know because a everything yeah they take it all down and, and a you're kind of in an echo chamber but b even if you do see my posts how am i supposed to tell you that happened because i can't show you the post mm -hmm. exactly and that's why it's so important, Carrie and Sarah, the work that you do and the fact that the three of us are on this 
talking together right now because we show people the, a different way of thinking and in the like Sarah especially you are a voice for a lot of different people and Carrie what you do is so important the fact that you give you use your platform to give people an opportunity to share and to actually talk about these things that people are afraid to talk about and the more that we come together and support one another this is how we're going to fight it you know mm -hmm. We have to continue doing this. So I really, I love Sarah that you went to Vegas and you were on that panel and that joke that you said, it's just like, it's kind of giving that like relief to be like how ridiculous some of these ideas and thoughts are because we are so the opposite of uh, <clears throat> what they try to claim to be like, I'm disabled, but I'm not a victim. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a victim. I'm a victor. And in every area of my life, I'm going to continue to become successful and I'm not going to let my disability I'm not going to use that to get a leg up. In fact, I, it's, it's a part of who I am, but it's not everything of who I am. You know what I mean? I feel like that's just kind of the same way the both of you view what our woke points would have been. And it, we take it and we do the opposite. Yeah. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. They hate people like you, Sarah. <laughs> I, I know. Have you seen you my too, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, hey, so since you mentioned Dave Chappelle, and we were talking a little bit about comedy and censorship, I'll add this to the topics for today. This just happened for anybody who didn't see it. This is a theater in Minneapolis, First Avenue. They just canceled um, a Dave Chappelle show. And they it's been moved. It's been rescheduled to another theater. Um, so this is their statement. I'm going to read this. First Avenue tweeted, we hear you. Tonight's show has been canceled at First Avenue and is moving to the Varsity Theater. See our full statement for more. So here's the full statement. The Dave Chappelle show tonight at First Avenue has been canceled and is moving to the Varsity Theater. To staff, artists, and our community, we hear you and we are sorry. We know we must hold ourselves to the highest standards and we know we let you down. By booking Dave Chappelle, we let you down. We are not just a black box with people in it. And we understand that First Avenue is not just a room, but meaningful beyond our walls. The First Avenue team and you have worked hard to make our venues the safest spaces in the country. Safest spaces that for a comedy show? That's a safe space? Okay. And we will continue with that mission. We believe in diverse voices and the freedom of artistic expression, but <laughs> there's the but, but in honoring that we lost sight of the impact this would have. We know there are some who will not agree with this decision. You are welcome to send feedback. By the way, they've limited their comments now. So you no longer can send feedback on this tweet. They, they restricted it because wow. so many people. We're giving them feedback. Um, they, were, they were getting ratioed yeah. pretty hard. Yeah. If you are a ticket holder, look for an email with information on your ticket transfer to the show of RC Theater. So that's their cowardly statement. And what they should also know is that they don't book for uh, Varsity Theater. So it wasn't like they were like, oh, we're just going to move this to a new venue that we still own. No, it was a completely different venue. Um, it wasn't that they moved it. It was that's who Dave Chappelle decided to go with. Dave Chappelle found a new venue after yeah. they canceled him. Yeah. Well, I also feel like I've lost respect for a lot of these theaters and these comedy clubs. They can say all this stuff, but when when you mandated, you know, these mandates and wouldn't allow performers like myself who had a medical exemption to enter your club or perform, then all of this is BS. Okay. Yeah. From from the get, so it's like. 
it, it, this is this is communism right there. But they've they've mandated yeah. things, and um, that's literally why I had to leave Los Angeles because Hollywood is a cult. If you're going to mandate that, and, and it makes me sick every time I see like um, a new like movie or commercial or any of these things that are out in Hollywood, all I think is, oh, everybody who had participated had to have that mandated thing, you know, and in order to participate in Hollywood, you have to do that mandated thing, which is a cult. That's a cult. If you're mandating everybody to do something to participate, then you're a cult and Hollywood is a cult. Yeah. Your they body, our choice. But they canceled on a black man for telling jokes. Yeah. That's the best part of this whole statement, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> we believe in diverse voices and the freedom of artistic expression. Okay. No, they that, don't. That's a lie. Thank you, Lila. They do not. That's a lie. And and this is um, I think this is really important because this is not just about woke. Woke does this all the time, but other people do this, individuals do this. They say words that they don't actually believe. They're liars. And, and this is why it's more important to look at people's behavior than to look at what they're saying, because they're saying we believe in diverse voices and the freedom of artistic expression while shutting down and canceling diverse voices and freedom of artistic expression. So you're yep. telling me more with your behavior, guys. It's I don't know. Awful. It pisses me off. This is communism right there. Yeah. I'd love for I'd love that's that then this and that's why I, I said that I'm 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 gonna do it because I want to go to one of these venues like this and just go. Well, what, what's the problem? I'm a diverse voice, right? <laughs> but you should think, I mean, woke comedy is not funny. We know that. So <laughs> you should go over the top with the trans thing in your poster. Just be like trans comic doing trans comedy in the trans stage with the trans, like just put it <laughs> all over and be like, how could you not book me? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a new account and it's gonna be my my comedian account. It's gonna be good. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> okay, I don't know what else you guys want to talk about, but I have one other news story queued up that was kind of silly. We can we can hit on it if you want. I, th Wait, this, what's this one? <laughs> oh man, this was the other the other one. My husband was like, "Did you see the AOC faked wearing handcuffs?" Oh yeah. Oh, that was that did was. You Siraj, did you see Siraj Hashmi arrested AOC with fake handcuffs? No. What? Look at this picture. Look at this picture. I mean, go on Siraj's and um Twitter handle. And well, then not put the mask on the in, on the face too. Like Ugh. really, I hate that Kamala Harris over there wearing her little mask as she gives a presentation. You're not around anybody. So it's it's all a show, and yeah. they don't masks don't work. So let's enough with that. Oh, we're gonna get this video pulled down. Oh, there's the picture again. Always, every time I'm on, Carrie. Allegedly, like, you it's know what? Gonna get... It's not gonna get pulled down. It's not, Carrie. It's yeah. Not <laughs> and actually, masks are wonderful. They're really great. They're super good for the environment. I find them all the time when I'm like walking around. I took my I was on a bike ride and I saw like all these masks floating in the river and I was like, wow, this is amazing. I love masks. I'm like such a big fan of masks. I honestly myself, I wear three of them in the car when I'm I work eight. I made a dress made of masks. I mean, I, I should have worn it right now. <laughs> I love masks. I and I, on and the vaccine, it's amazing. It works. Everyone get five shots. You should do it. It's wonderful. You know, can I just let me tell you this? Some of my family members have have the coup right now, and they're being pressured by by their doctors to get the fourth jab. Uh, three of them are, and um, 
one of these family members has had it twice. And so when I was talking to them, sometimes it's hard to get through, but when I was talking to them, uh, I will say the, the, the person who's had COVID twice, they're like, well, I kind of don't think I'm going to get the fourth one. I was like, really? Cause I don't, Want you, I don't really want you to get it, but um, why are you really, thinking they that? Should, they should get three more. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Like, right. they, they should get six more of them. Yeah, it's, it's, actually, they need to listen to the doctors and listen to the scientists because this is science. Okay? Yeah. Science says that these things work. And the president also said that if you took all these shots, you would not get sick. So it's like clearly they didn't take enough of them. They should listen to Biden. He's a genius. D subversion agrees with Lila. He says real believers quad mask. <laughs> okay, so let's That's let's everywhere I go. Everywhere. Let's, let's play this video. So so AOC was arrested along with some other people at a, a pro-abortion rally, and people started commenting on the way she was she walked away. Um, you can see in the video footage here, she's got her hands behind her back. It looks like she's been cuffed. Every time I see her, I just hear Alex Stein's voice saying, my favorite big booty Latina. <laughs> Hot like a tamale. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. I actually read through this now. I'm going to probably disagree with some people in the chat and maybe with you guys. I don't think she was, as much as I think she does fake things, I think she's histrionic and I think she um, embellishes things. Like even with the Alex Stein video. We saw she went on Instagram video and was saying that he told her she had a luscious ass. He didn't say that. Yeah. Um, but here she said that um, she wasn't faking. She said, putting your hands behind your back is the best practice while detained, handcuffed or not, to avoid escalating charges and resisting arrest. And I mean, I think this is a non-story. I think that's probably true. If the cops were leading me away, I would probably put my hands back there too. I really would. So I don't know. I she, think it's a non. She loves the attention. Okay. Yeah. She's yeah. a beautiful was... big booty Latina. She loved spreading <laughs> around to me like, oh, look at me getting arrested. Oh, uh, yeah. She loves it. She loves the attention and she loves all the money she gets and all the fame and, you know, publicity. It's great. She's well, an attention see... seeker. So good for her. Did you see the follow up. The follow up story on that. <laughs> so the follow up story on that too is then it came out that. Um, they were basically approached by a Soros organization to submit themselves for um, arrest. So they put themselves in a, they, they literally went up there to be arrested and then claimed um, that they were being arrested. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so they wanted the attention from the yeah, arrest. Yeah, of yeah. course. She, she loves it. Yeah. Loves being a sexy big booty Latina. And she loved holding her hands behind the back. And she just knew all these men are going to be like jacking off thinking about her. She goes to sleep at night thinking about how hot she is. And she loves the attention and all the money. Well, she has a lot of money from doing this. The other thing that the, the other one that really was interesting, right, was uh, Alan Omar when she walked away. Arrested. Why? What did she do? She walked away with her hands behind her backs and didn't even wait for the police officer. Just walked <laughs> with her hands like this. Really? Yes. Oh my God. Yep. <laughs> Look at me being arrested, you guys. <laughs> There's not even a cop behind me, but hey. They, I, I do agree. They want the publicity of having been, you know, I'm such an activist. I was arrested for the cause, right? 
Okay, I will tell you guys this. One time I was actually arrested in 2015 and the, they handcuffed me behind my back, okay? And um, they actually put actual handcuffs behind my back and I like um, took my handcuffs, put them under my legs and got my handcuffs up here like in the front and I got in so much trouble by the police officer. He was like, you can't be doing that. And I'm like, I don't like them behind my back. Like I'm still handcuffed, but I'm just very flexible. I was able to like maneuver myself to get them in the front. Yeah. That. So did you, same. did you throw down your disability card? Oh no, this was the <laughs> best part. This was, you guys are going to love this. So I'm in the back of the cop car. Right. And I was like, I need to like pee. I have spina bifida. And he was like, this is what the police <laughs> officer said to me. He goes, you don't have spina bifida. My nephew has spina bifida and he's in a wheelchair. You don't have spina bifida. I'm like, dude, I do have spina bifida. <laughs> I need to pee. And it's uncomfortable for me to have my handcuffs behind my back like that because I have spina bifida and I have back issues. So I prefer for the handcuffs to be in the front. And he was arguing with me because he could not believe I could. He was like, like shocked that I was able to walk because his nephew has spina bifida and is in a wheelchair. And he had never seen somebody with spina bifida who could walk. And so I had this police officer arguing with me. We talked about this when I ha had, if you guys haven't seen it, I did a whole interview with Lila about her story. Also one with Sarah on this channel. Um, and in the both one with you, out. huh? I said, check both of those out. Check both out. Uh, the I one with you. I also did an uh, interview with both of you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The one that you, when we talked, you were telling me about how within the, um, the, the woke kind of disability advocacy world, how there's this hierarchy. Oh yeah. And where people are like, well, you're not disabled enough or as much as me. It's kind the of oppression thing. Olympics. Okay. It's the oppression Olympics. That's what it's called. That's what we call it. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like, um, you know what it is. It's like, I, when I go to these, uh, some events, um, I go to disability events for the children, okay? So that I can, I go for the children and the parents of disabled kids to show them, hey, you don't have to believe everything that the doctors are telling you that your kid's never going to be able to do, all right? They told my parents I'd never be able to walk. I would, I would have learning difficulties. I wouldn't be able to have children. I would probably die by the time I'm 13. And the truth is, I, I, I'm 31 years old. I've gotten married. I'm a homeowner. I'm a stand-up comedian. And I, everything is going great. And I will become a mom someday. All right. I'm going to do all of those things. And I do that to show parents because there was one time I went to this disability event. There was a little baby. She was in her, um, they, it was for, it was called, uh, it was a walk and roll for spina bifida. Okay. And the parents saw me walking up to this event and their baby had spina bifida and she wasn't walking yet. And they came up to me and they're like, Oh my God, you can walk. They told us she'd never be able to walk. And I'm like, you don't have to believe that. I was like, don't believe that. Like anything is freaking possible. Four years later, I visit this family and the little girl walking. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, so That's it's awesome. like, I really feel like if you are going to play into this victim mentality, it's, it's the mind is so powerful. Okay. Our mind is so powerful and they don't want, they don't want the human race to know how powerful your mind is. That's why they're constantly programming you, you with this negativity and the world is evil and be afraid and fear, 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 fear. When the truth is you are so powerful. Each one of us is so powerful. There is a more than enough resources in the world for us to all live the life of our wildest dreams, but they don't want you to know that. They don't want you to believe that. They want you to think that the world is overpopulated. There's not enough money. There's not enough food. When the truth is, there's plenty. There is plenty. They want to dumb you down. They want to keep people stuck on their phones, scrolling, being jealous of one another. 
when the reality is you should be out there creating, writing, making music, doing whatever it is that your God-given talents are. And, and don't listen to all this mess. If you stay stuck in the fear, you'll never reach your truest potential. And that's why it's so important for voices like Carrie and voices like Sarah to speak up. And Sarah, I do believe you should definitely do stand-up. You should definitely tell your jokes. And, and Carrie, don't be afraid. This is not going to get taken down. Oh, we thought our video that we did. and it's not taken down. You guys should watch it. It's amazing. It's hilarious. And we need the support of the people. The, the more comments you guys put on this, the more you guys share, the more you share Carrie Smith and the more you share Sarah, it, that is what is going to help us. It's the power of the people. Okay. Because the, the big tech can try to shut us down, but the people together, if we stand up together and really support one another and really realize that there is more than enough, like we could all live our wildest dreams mm. and you cannot let the programs that they put in our minds that they've literally put. Do you, do you guys know that children up until the age of four are all geniuses, but it's through the programs of uh, negativity that parents put in their heads that that, that dumbs them down. But every child up until the age of four has the capability of being a genius. What do you but, mean? And it's, it's a study where like kids really are so freaking smart, but you know, we tell them they can't do something or, or no, or we, we, we put our own negativity on that child. But mm -hmm. if we were to uplift children and, and, and nurture, nurture that positivity, the, the, the potential they have is, is it's so huge. But we limit people through these limiting thoughts like, oh, you'll never be able to do that. Oh, you can't do that. Do you know how many mm -hmm. times people told like literally people told me I would not be able to walk. I would not be able to do certain things. I would be dumb. I would have learning disabilities. But I, my mom refused to believe that. And I read, I read so many books. The reason I'm, I have the intellect that I have is because I literally read so many books. I remember being nine years old and I read Alice in Wonderland. That's a book this thick. I read it in 12 hours. That's all I did all day. Children should be reading. Children should not be on the phone. Children should not be in front of the computer. We need to have them read books and use their imagination. Your imagination is powerful. So yes, I really believe you're capable of doing anything. Sarah, if you want to become the greatest transsexual comedian that's going to talk about this, I believe you can if you believe you can because you are powerful. And Carrie, <laughs> take it down. What you're doing is so important. This is important because nobody well, else is doing this. I think you're going to be a great mom. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> that was that was one for the ages um, and very powerful. So. I think you're going to be great. Yeah, very encouraging, Mom. Look, I love this chick, says Night Train. She's on Flex. People told me I'd never have a normal life again as well. Yeah. Yes, Lila for president. That's what they said. Lila for president. Uh, yeah, people love it too. Yeah, she, anyway, I, I'm excited for, I'm excited for you to be a parent. Um, well, I have another, I'm going to switch gears. <clears throat> Excuse okay. me. I have one other news article we can talk about if you want. Now, this is something I saw comics division share and I looked it up because uh, he was just sharing a screenshot and there's a couple different articles. I'm going to pull up the RT one. I know I'm pulling up a Russian site. Oh my goodness. Let's see. Wait, wait, I messed it up. Hold on. There we go. Um, so I, I was an anthropology major. I was a biological anthropology major. I didn't do anything with it after school. Uh, but cause my minor women's studies kind of corrupted my mind a little, but 
this is interesting to me, and I thought this would be coming eventually. Oh, so I've I seen that. that. Yeah, I've seen gender activists, the gender activist part of social justice. I've seen them celebrate things like like getting hospitals to stop putting male or female, like the designation of biological sex on the hospital admission bracelet, which I think is crazy. Yeah. It's kind of important for your doctor to know what your biological sex is. Gosh. And so now they're pushing for, uh, they don't like the fact that anthropologists can identify the biological sex of human remains. And so there's this push now, I'll just read some of this. This headline is scientists urged to degender human remains. LGBT activists and academics argue that researchers can't know how ancient individuals identified themselves. <laughs> Sorry. Um, a number of LGBT activists and academics are pushing to bar anthropologists from identifying human remains as male or female, arguing that it is impossible to know how ancient individuals identified themselves. Gender activists have long been pushing to inject modern sensitivities into the academic field, adding that a tweet from Canadian master's degree candidate Emma Palladino posted earlier this month has seemingly reignited the debate. Palladino, who is seeking an advanced degree in archaeology, argues that transgender individuals, quote, can't escape the quote that they were born with because archaeologists who find their bones one day will assign them the same gender they had at birth. Palladino called the practice of assigning gender to an ancient human bullshit. It's very academic. <laughs> I, I I really don't care what they identify bones as. I don't think they would either. They're dead. And they've been dead for a long time. So why are we worried even spending an ounce of time even worrying about this? Well, I, I say that. And then I, I, I released a video yesterday talking about Webster's Dictionary redefining the word female, male, boy and girl. Um. And that in this, and it kind of goes back into this, into this space, because it's like, if you, if you re, you know, if you, if you change the definition of male and female to, you know, gender identity, like what your gender identity, you, you identify as female, um, then it kind of goes into this, um, this stuff where we, I don't even, this is bullshit. This is It's bullshit. absolute bullshit. <laughs> I mean, I think I know what the real meaning is, is, is because they don't, this, this ideology is actually for as much as they call other people anti-science, they are anti-science in a lot of ways. Yes. They don't, they don't want to, they want to muddy the waters and pretend like biological sex isn't real. You know, when I first started falling for this stuff in college, they were telling me back then, this is a long time ago. Um, first they, they teach you that gender and sex are different things and they're separate categories and that it's only gender they're talking about when it comes to, um, you know, being able to identify your, what you feel inside, you know, and, and change. But now they're saying the same thing about biological sex. And so I think that's why they're going after these hard science fields like archaeology and, well, yeah. and anthropology, because they don't they don't want scientists to be able to say we found these remains and they're male because it destroys their entire their entire um a narrative that they're pushing that that biological sex isn't real. If a scientist can say, yes, it's possible to say that this was a male skeleton, then that destroys what they're, so what yeah, they're trying to right. teach. Yeah. This is exactly. postmodernism and yeah. critical theories in general, um, all 
critical theories, um, so CRT, queer theory, etc., they're all based on postmodern neo-Marxism, where they say that there is no such thing as absolute truth. Um, and so this is kind of the slippery slope, right? If we can get you to say that maybe these bones, these bones don't even have um, a, a sex, then they can get you to believe that sex is a social construct. Yeah. Just like CRT advocates say that race is a social construct. Like those are the types of things that these people push. And so maybe this is that first step. I mean, it's not the first step because obviously we're seeing it everywhere else, but this is the, if, you know, maybe if we can get our foothold in here, like you said, with scientists and archaeologists and stuff like that, then they don't, then they can't talk about sex in terms of any social sciences, right? So you can't talk about yeah. sex in any science capacity. And like you were talking about with um, even at hospitals, that's just dangerous. Like I was just talking to somebody this weekend who um, their, their um, I think boyfriend is, works in hospitals and they said, absolutely, like, it, it, it can be very dangerous if you don't know somebody's trans. Like, mm -hmm. for me to go into the hospital, you have to know that, like, I there's certain drugs that could interfere with the medicine that I'm taking. They could interfere with my biology a little bit differently mm -hmm. than, than a female's. So if I go in there, and then as well, I do still have to get my prostate checked because I have a prostate, and I can't change that, you yeah. know, and I want. So, <laughs> yeah. There so was dangerous. a there was a story just to illustrate this. Do you guys remember this was a few years ago? Um, just to give one example, I think this one was in the the UK. Um, here, I'm going to put it on screen. Pregnant transgender. This is from Metro. Yeah, it was in the UK. Pregnant transgender mm -hmm. man's baby died because the nurse didn't realize he was in labor. Wow. Yeah. Like, and it says when he arrived at the hospital, when the 32-year-old man arrived at the hospital with severe abdominal pains, a nurse did not consider it an emergency, noting that the man was obese and had stopped taking blood pressure medicine. Sadly, that misdiagnosis resulted in the unnamed man's, they mean biological woman's, baby dying before it could be delivered and has sparked a push for awareness among, a push for awareness among <laughs> hospital staff. See, so this now is they're going to go in the opposite direction. Yeah. They're going to try to go in the opposite direction on it. What do you mean? That's what's interesting about this too is like it, it, even that's confusing because they're like any man's baby. What's well, like they should write biological woman transgender man. Or just say female. Just say female. Yeah, the, the female or something. Baby. But now it's 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 very confusing even in their wording. We've got, we've gosh, we've really Straight yeah, but that's the thing is you teach people that uh, it's it's rude or insensitive to talk about bio biology. Yeah, uh, but then stuff like this happens, and now they're saying, "Oh, we need to talk about biology." And then a month down the road, the woke will be like, "Oh, we don't need to talk about you shouldn't be talking about biologies and even in hospitals anymore." And you know, it's just going to go in circles like that. And so they're kind of yeah. going back on what they were doing. They're realizing maybe maybe they're realizing that it was wrong to not understand. But this this also goes back onto the trans patients we're telling trans people that they shouldn't have to even self-identify even at hospitals like we're telling fat people that they shouldn't have to be weighed at a hospital like that's that's the issues that i mean that's that those true. are all dangerous stuff and we're talking about medicine to help save people if you should be able to be as open as humanly possible with your doctor 
Yeah. That should be a no-brainer, but that is something that's even um, not allowed. You know what's interesting? What you said about you mentioning um, about about fat people not being weighed at hospitals. This friend, I've mentioned this before, but I have this this friend that I knew when I was woke. I was in the woke world, and I knew her from the comedy world and the activist world, both. And not a doctor, okay, somebody who worked in comedy and act and, and social justice activism ended up getting this job at Harvard Medical School as the director of some like LGBT ex acceptance board or what have you. Her job was to indoctrinate Harvard Medical students wow. on the fact that biological sex wasn't real. And she was the one who was pushing. I saw eventually one of her, she celebrated an accomplishment of getting this hospital to remove male and female from the bracelets. But but they Harvard Medical School flew her around the country to do these same trainings for medical students at other universities. No medical background, but in a, the reason I'm bringing this up is because in addition to the gender ideology stuff she was pushing, she was also teaching them what you just said, Sarah that um, that there's no healthy weight and that that being fat can be healthy and th th it sort of flies in the face of. Well, it does fly in the face of science, but this is what yeah. the medical students are being taught and that it's offensive to weigh patients. So unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> but insanity is the new normal. So again, then it, it is believable. Yeah. They would do that. But it's just here we are we've come we we don't want to offend people so much now. Like people just don't want to hear the truth. And there's something I've kind of realize now too i've stopped saying my truth or your truth i don't even say that anymore it's just the truth okay mm -hmm. we need to focus on the truth none of this like well this is our truth and your truth no 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 no, no. there's only one truth just one truth that's it and yeah. we we, we want to say all these things to not offend people but really doing this is going to hurt people and end up getting people killed yeah um I just want to put on the screen a super chat from Night Train. Thank you, sir. Night Train gives $5 and says, doctors told me that my epilepsy could not be controlled. I researched and found keto was used in the past. It worked. And now meds can control it. Unbreaded. Amazing. <laughs> Literally unbreaded if you're doing keto, right? Huh? No bread? Huh? <laughs> I'll come be your uh, warm-up act, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm going to be Lila's warm-up act, so it's okay. <laughs> this is not a super chat. I just wanted to share it. T. Daniel Ledford, thank you, sir, says, uh, Lila is a firecracker, great for comedy, but she has all the tools needed to be a motivational speaker. I, it would be a sight to see her stand next to the giant Tony Robbins. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. Thank you. There's only, there's only one time, I think, in my show that I didn't know how to transition because Lila had me laughing so hard. I couldn't come back from it. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good time. That was fun. That was fun. Talking about farts and elevators. It was great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, that's my next subject on the list today. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's, they, they had a cope but when COVID in 2020, they said that you could get COVID from farts. And I was like, I was afraid what? to go in elevators. And she yeah, was like, I'm at fart height. I'm at fart height. <laughs> I clearly can't go in elevators with other people. If we, if you, if we're really transferring COVID through farting, then I'm gonna get farted <laughs> and I'm gonna catch it. So, do you remember at the beginning? Were you more? I, I was before we knew 
enough before time passed. I was more, um, and I think rightfully so, uh, uh, worried about all the different ways you could contract it and stuff. And and I remember at the very beginning um, when there was like a run on masks and gloves and and sanitizing stuff, the hand sanitizer. And my husband and I were driving back from Lubbock, Texas, which is like a five-hour drive. And so we were just stopping at all the little dollar generals along the way to, and some of them were completely out of everything, but others. So we were stocking up where we could, some of them did have stuff. And just to think back to how long ago that seems now, now that I know so much, but did you guys go through that period where you also were like, better safe than sorry, let me get all this stuff that they're saying. Oh yeah. Get. Yeah. Not, I mean, not so much. Um, yeah. I mean, I did, I, I mean, Shoot, I, I've kind of been in different areas on it too. I mean, I'll I I would, you know, wear a mask if I if if their business required it. Um I got vaccinated specifically so I could try I so I could take that. This was back in May of last year because I was having surgery in the fall. And I'm like, I might as well get it so I don't have to worry about COVID. I mean, it was already at a point where it seemed like the vaccines were working a little bit. And so I, I, I did that. I'm not getting, um, not getting boosted, <laughs> even though the, the vaccine is safe and it works. We know this Biden's had like four of them and he's going to be fine. So yeah. it's safe. It works. It's great. You know, it works um, how, cause it doesn't prevent <laughs> you getting the virus or it, transmitting it. it. You know what? We're on YouTube. Okay. 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 You're right. We love it. Okay. We are the biggest fans. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. And we love Biden. He's a fucking brilliant man. He's amazing. Stop, repeat line. We love Biden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I remember when when because I was in Los Angeles all of 2020 and um, most of 2021. Uh, I I have this clear memory of being at Costco at the very beginning of all this, and I was the only person in Costco with a mask on. And that's what is so weird to me because it was like when this first came out, like we don't know anything about this. I was the only person in Costco with a mask on. And then months and months later, then I would be the only person without one. Do yeah. You know I mean? So I feel like when this first hit, I'm like, we don't know what this is. I'm like, you know, they're telling us all the scary stuff. We're seeing like body bags on TV on over in China. There's some weird stuff going on. I was scared. I'm not going to lie. I was scared. Mm -hmm. And I was watching the CNN stuff. You know, I was watching it. But then over time, I was like, huh, this is a little like the my discernment in my soul was like speaking to me. And I was like, we need to go deeper. Then I went down my little rabbit holes and woke up to the truth. Mm -hmm. So yeah. and now we're here. And that's why I'm in Texas. And that's why God blessed me with the two of you. God bless Texas. And that's what's that's what's interesting, too, is because you guys are in Texas. I'm in Georgia and Georgia. We I mean, we we opened up almost completely in June, you know, right after, so we were the first to open up and we opened up well before everybody else. So it, oh, was, really right. interest, it was really interesting because I had gone home uh, back up to Michigan for um, 4th of July and it was right after they had lifted all the mandates and stuff like that in Michigan. And it was funny because in Georgia, we, people voluntarily wore masks. And so they didn't have to be told to do all this stuff. They didn't have to be forced to do all this stuff. They were just doing it voluntarily. Going to Michigan, it was like, when they told them they could take their masks off, they were like burning it. They were like, I'm done with this. And nobody, 
for them. It was like when you force them to do it, then they it was like it was forced compliance, so they wouldn't like be civil disobedient. But as soon as you let it up, they were they were like going wild. It was like not drinking in high school and then going to college and getting alcohol poisoning. You know? Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've got a cough this morning, guys. It keeps creeping up on me. Okay. Um, we're sending you healing vibes. Okay. Thank you. Thank Somebody you. In the chat. I should, I should put a mask on. No, um, yeah, actually, put two on. Put two yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I should have done at, at you know flying home. I actually, this is the thing. So everybody, um, you you can still get a cold. Um, colds still do exist. I got back from uh, I got back from Vegas because so I was in Michigan for two weeks and then I was in uh, Vegas last week, and I get back and on Tuesday I have a scratchy throat, I have a headache, and I'm feeling very fatigued. So I have a cold. I test. I tested that day and the next day, and it wasn't COVID. So I was fine. And then I woke up yesterday, and I was feeling pretty good. So colds do exist. Maybe that will get us banned from YouTube too, but they do exist. Yeah. <laughs> we said some things in our our book club discussion, the Fauci book, which I I recommend that you go out and get this book. It's like an encyclopedia of everything that happened in the past two years and a lot of things that we forgot about because there was so much. So stuff much. coming out and uh, just a history of all the censorship, the pressure, all the, all the uh, backtracking they did, the lies they told and the corrections to the record and, and things like that. Um, it's a great book, but in our discussion, one of the things we said, somebody was talking about garlic and how it's such a natural medicine to, you know, and why. And I was like, you can't say garlic is medicine. <laughs> <laughs> remember there was that time on youtube where they yeah. were really cracking down on this platform if you said if you were doing videos about vitamin c or vitamin d and how they're good for your immune system blocked yeah like well, taking that, it down really oh, interesting wow. about it all too is be, well because yeah it was like different stuff was starting to come out and it was just i mean it was minimal data but like they were even saying cannabis was uh helping block the virus from being recepted by the system and everything like that but it, it, it's interesting because i've i am not somebody who gets sick very often i've been sick three times in the last three years um and two twice it was really close and one of the times i did have covid but it it was like actually so four times then um but it's like everything that we did because of covid just destroyed our immune systems even further mm -hmm. so um and, and then yeah so you're saying like youtube blocked you from being able to say like all this stuff is actually good to boost your immune system so you don't get sick from other viruses like yes susan other viruses susan uh what's her last name from youtube she was doing interviews. This has been a while now. Susan Rojiciki, I can never say her name. Uh, the, 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 the CEO of YouTube. She was doing interviews. And I remember this clearly. In one of the interviews, they were talking about how they were going to start cracking down on misinformation on the platform related to the COOF. And one of the things she said as an example in this TV interview was, you know, people talking about vitamin C. And it's like, wow, I can't believe that that you're going after like something like that. Like try people just trying to boost their immune system, not even saying anything about, you know, whether or not you should choose to do a jab or not. Just saying these are things that give you a healthy immune system. Done. Take that insane. down. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. But I mean, they're, they're going after all a whole host of stuff now, especially with 
now Twitter trying to censor even the word groomer um, and stuff like that. So it's 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 insane what they're going what they're going to start censoring. Yeah, it's communism. Can what... e- can I mean actually that that kind of goes into it though. Do you guys think Elon Musk will buy Twitter? Like, do you, what do you think is going to happen with that now? What do you think, Lila? <laughs> I think that he um, did what he did to expose Twitter in a lot of ways. I don't know if he's necessarily going to buy it, but him um, doing everything he did exposed them, which was a good thing. So I think it was more of a move to expose them and and force them to come out with stuff where people now know that they do censor and they do hide things and that there is a lot of bots on there. And had Elon Musk not, or had he not, you know, uh, tried to buy it, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have been exposed in that way. So I think it was a smart move for him to do that either way. I are aware. I don't. I'm not going to answer because I don't really have an opinion. I haven't followed it that closely. I, and I think he. Yeah, what do you think? I think he will. I I, I think so. I, I think he's going to get it at a very discount. So there's two things that I think could happen. So um, he's going to get it at a very discounted rate, or depending on what, because now they have to show the bot data in court, which they've been telling advertisers for years that they only have five percent bots. If that's not true, this could actually, I, I think it, it could actually take Twitter down. Didn't they just admit that they've been double reporting some users, double counting? They could have, which again, that, that it, advertisers now, everybody that's ever advertised on the, tw- on the platform can go back and sue because mm-hmm. they, they, they advertise and they paid a mm-hmm. price for views that weren't actually views. They knew about 5% of their views were going to be from bots. If that's not accurate, wow. then they were getting sold a bill of goods on their actual valuation of how much an ad view cost. Right. Um, so it could be very detrimental to Twitter either way. So it's either he's going to get it and uh, pay a very big discount for it, or um, I-, I think we could see Twitter file bankruptcy fairly fairly soon. Really? Uh, probably. I, I, that's what I I'm just. I'm playing off of it, but I think so. Could be. Sarah, I'm going to bring your mic up just a little because somebody says yours is a little bit lower than ours. Okay. There we go. Um, well, you mentioned this. This happened this week as well, and they'd been talking about doing it, and they finally did it. Um, this is a headline from Breitbart. It says, woke Reddit bans the word groomer as hate speech. And this is true. You can no longer use the word groomer on Reddit. Um, Reddit has banned the word groomer, a description of child predators who expose children to sexually explicit material in what it says is an effort to tackle hate speech. The site also banned the claim, which until recently was a matter of mainstream psychology, that being transgender is a mental illness. In protest, some on social media have coined the term predator as a replacement for groomer. Um, this is the problem with trying to censor language, <clears throat> which they've been doing for a long time. But they, the more words that they add, the, the more modifications people will come up with. You know, yeah. they're, they're going to find another word. <clears throat> the reason they're, they're yeah. banning this one is because it was so effective the well, way I, that people have used it. I yeah. think the issue is, too, is like you think about they, they want to make words sound softer. For example, like PTSD is really being shell-shocked 
You know, it's like your shell shock, but now we, we turn it into PTSD where it's like, it sounds a little softer than being shell shocked. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's so saying like groomer, we're going to take away that word because we all know what that means. But now let's, let's, let's change up the wording a little bit. So people, it, it sounds softer. It sounds like not as bad. doesn't sound as dangerous. And that's what they're doing. And when you are eliminating language like this, that is communism. We are living in a communistic type uh, country right now because we have stolen elections. We have words that people are changing up and uh, we're not talking. We're not allowed to speak the truth. Mm -hmm. and, we're, and, and we are self-censoring out of fear. And that is communism. And it is sick and it's sad and it's just it's really disturbing. But that's why this is so important to be able to have these conversations and more people need to be coming together and having these conversations. This is why this is why they shut everything down yeah. is because they didn't want people to go to bars or go to parties or be around each other and be like, hey, you know, in person. Hey, don't you think that's kind of weird what's going on? Yeah. These conversations. They wanted to eliminate all of that. So you are alone just watching the news 24-7. You're not with your friends where you can have these discussions and be like, hey, it's kind of strange what's going on. And you can wake other people up in person. That's why they did that. Yeah. Because they can control what we say online and censor. Yeah. They yeah. isolate you. Because the reality is too, it's like, I, I think it's kind of funny. Like we care so much about you know, when you're on Twitter or you're on Instagram, you look at people's like numbers and their followings and we judge people based on that. Right. But when you go in person, it's like I, this is how I feel about myself. I only have 4000 followers on, on Twitter. But I know that when I'm in person in front of real people, people listen to me. They like me in person. But we put mm -hmm. so much of this like we put so much on this mm -hmm. online world when it's really we need to break out of this online world and, and connect with people in real life and be kind to people when you can. Like I've tried to make it a practice like yesterday I was at the grocery store and every person I saw. If, if I if I noticed something about them that I liked, like there was a man, he was saying that I really liked his shirt. And I was like, oh, I like your shirt. And he smiled the biggest smile. And for me, it was like, that's just, that's my way of just spreading a little bit of joy. And if we could each just do that, have that human connection. I challenge everybody today that if you're, if you're out in the world and you see something that just compliment people, people are craving that human connection. And we are so stuck on our phones, judging one another for how many followers you have. And, you know, basing how we treat people like, oh, this person has a million followers, so I'm going to be extra nice to them. Oh, they only have a hundred followers. So, you know, they don't really freaking matter. And it's, that is what this kind of social media world has done. We have stopped treating people like humans. We treat people based on their numbers, their following, when in reality, in the real world, that's not how it is. And we right. need to really yeah. come together. And uh, anyways, yes. Yeah, so I always say like the best together in person is what I'm saying. We should hang out in person. Is that what you said? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You guys are welcome know, in you Texas. Guys are, you guys aren't that far from each other. Um, of course, I when I come out to Texas, I will I will say hey because like yeah. we did last time I was out in Texas. So yeah, <laughs> me and Carrie well, have hung out in person in Texas, so that was fun. It was fun. We went to woke Congress and saw all the changes there, and went to a couple of shops. That was fun. I actually I agree with you, Lila, and I've said this before. If people people ask like if they get over that fear of speaking, like what can they do? And the most important interactions I think you could have are in your real life with people who know yeah. you, because you're more likely to have an impact on opening someone's yeah. mind. If you're willing to talk with them, if they disagree with you, like that woman I mentioned, who was saying to me, she thinks it's great that we have fact checkers online. It's like, 
I'm, I'm friends with her. We're going to continue this conversation when I see her again. Do you know what I mean? It's like, and, um, you know, I tend to meet people whenever I, I go out and there's one person I've met recently. I'll just give, this is a good example. He runs an amazing antique shop. It's amazing. He's got the best stuff, the best, pri- incredible prices. He had a cougar that he sold for $250. Not to me. This is a story he was telling me. Couldn't believe he sold it for $250. Anyway, I've, I've been in there a few times now. I love this guy. I talked to him. He, um, he is also an artist and knows how to uh, renovate uh, like different pieces of furniture into vanities, which is something I'm doing. And we've talked quite a bit now. And he's, he's super woke. He's totally woke. Uh, uh, the store is woke. The all the symbols outside, um, it, the everything about their online presence is over the top woke, and it's one of those things where uh, I have a feeling at some point if we continue on this path of friendship, he'll find out about me and about my show. Well, that's okay because at that point it's sort of like now he's met someone who doesn't agree with him all all this stuff, but we are friends and we like each other, and so then there's that opportunity for understanding. Do you know what I mean? And open-mindedness. Yes, absolutely. And it's I have important. I have a lot of friends that I have a lot of friends. I mean, I have a, I have quite, quite a few friends. I mean, I live in Atlanta and there's quite a few people that are more left-leaning um and some that are pretty pretty far left. Um and you know what? We get along great. Um we just don't talk about politics. And I think that's the the key thing is we just kind of we don't we don't yeah you know they know who I am they know what and I they do. know your beliefs yeah yeah and and it's like we I know their beliefs and it's like we just we just won't talk about that and and we'll get along great and we will just agree to disagree on stuff and I think that's what people uh, need to start doing well people can't but you're right people don't do that online they want to get the clicks they want the they want the the hot takes you know so it, it's difficult. I yeah, I've come to this point too where like I had this girl she she made a, like a video on my page and she was like angry with me and I would just responded back and I'm like hey what's going on it sounds like you're having a bad day and like because I treated her like a human and I didn't attack her she literally wrote me back and she was like sorry I was actually just having a mental breakdown don't listen to my craziness and it was yeah. it was just kind of like I'm not going to um, fuel people's hate. You know, yep. I'm going to treat them like a human being and I'm not going to attack them because it literally is online. If people are being mean to me on my phone, I could just put it down and I could go spend time with my husband, go spend time with my mom, and my dad, you know, and I think that is what we everybody online wants to be an activist. But it's like, why don't you just be an activist in your home, your own home? Like really what Jordan Peterson says about cleaning yes. your room cleaning your surroundings, you know, um, why don't you work on the relationship with your parents or work on the relationship with your brothers and sisters before you try to take on the world? Why don't you take on your own world? The way you change the world truly is by taking control of the world around you with the people that you actually see in real life. Yes. If you aren't able to be kind to those people and if if your room is a mess and your house is a mess, I'm sorry, I cannot take you seriously online. Yeah. That's the kind of, I, I, this is why we vibe so well too, Lila, because I'm, I personally, now I know people that use the word, but I, I detest the word activist. It makes me think of my old life as an SJW and, uh, 
I don't consider myself an activist. I'm just someone who talks about my opinions online. And there are some people who get um, their panties in a wide and they get so full of themselves with this sort of like, oh, I'm an anti-woke activist. And what have you done compared to me? And it's like, <laughs> I'm just living my life, I dude. What is your... yeah, like, uh, yeah, okay. Well, I'm, a, I'm buying a, a light fixture for my house right now. Um, <laughs> like, I'm just living my life. Get well, over yourself. Searching for purpose yeah. and, and, and activism. It, it seems like, okay, now I have a purpose. I have purpose. It's activism. I'm an activist. I have a title. I have this thing that I'm doing and I'm making a difference. So I, I also feel like the thing that's sad about it, it's like, it's actually coming from this place of desiring purpose and desiring yeah. to help. It's not coming from this evilness, but it, it, it turns into evilness when now it's like you're judging so many people and you're judging this and that when it's like, take a look at your own life, mm -hmm. start from there. It all starts at home. And I yeah. feel like the, actually the best, the best like advocates or like, I love the fact that I spent 10 years in Los Angeles and I really understand the left because I, I lived in it. I was there. I was participating in that. I went to the parades. I was doing all of that stuff. And I truly like, even like in 2019, okay, in June, you have a, a pride month. And then in July, we have disability pride month. Okay. <laughs> I'm supposed to be proud of my disability. But the truth is, I'll be really honest with you guys. Okay. I would not wish disability on my worst enemy. Okay. You know, when you, when you, when you're pregnant, what do people say? I want a healthy baby. And I myself too, as disabled woman, I want a healthy baby. I want a baby that's not disabled. Okay. Because I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. So to glorify disability as this uh, amazing thing, it's like, no, actually to have a disability and to overcome is that is what's amazing. That is what's extraordinary. But to go around like Whitney Cummings, I'll show it to this thing where she's like talking about how she is, how she, uh, look, it's right here where she talks about back my life because of migraines. And it's like, no, that is, it's just so disrespectful as somebody like me who actually has a disability, who actually had to overcome stuff, who couldn't just pretend I, I couldn't, I couldn't hide this, you know? Yeah. But it's we've really just come to a point where we're we're celebrating these things. And the truth is, I I don't have disability pride. OK, I am proud of the fact that I have overcome things, but I would not wish disability on anyone. And here's the craziest thing about disability. I just happen to be somebody who was born into disability. OK, but every person on Earth will experience disability at some point in their life, especially if you are able to grow old. Mm -hmm. When you become old, you will experience disability. I am just somebody who was born into it. OK, and it's like I'm sorry, I'm just getting so passionate about this, but it, it, as somebody who's lived this, it really just saddens me that we are acting like this is this great thing. And it's it's not. I would glorification. Yeah. I would yeah. not wish this on my worst freaking enemy. Okay. I'm, I'm grateful that I have been able to overcome, but I would not wish this on anybody. And I, yeah. and, I, and I pray every day that when I do become pregnant, that my child is born healthy. But if God blesses me with a child that is disabled, I know I will be the best mom to be able to help my child navigate that because I've lived through it. 
but yeah. I still wouldn't wish that on my child because it is hard. It is not easy. People just see the Lila Hart that you see today that's married, that's a homeowner, that's a stand-up com comedian, but they don't see the Lila Hart who was 14 years old wanting to kill herself because of how ugly she felt her back was. And that was hard, but I overcame that. And so it really does sadden me and makes me sick that all these people are glorifying disability because yep. it's not something to be glorified or celebrated. It's something to overcome. And, you know, I think the world should become more accessible. It is, it, it, and that's what censorship is. Censorship is just like disability. Nobody cares until it happens to you. That's the truth. No one gives a shit yep. about censorship until it happens to you. Then you care. Because my friends who told me they didn't want to share my documentary because they were afraid of being censored, that's what it is. Yeah. All right. Just get Honey, I love it. Don't apologize. I'm, I love your passion. And don't, wor I, don't worry about tears either. I've, I, Jordan Peterson, you, who you love. I've seen him get emotional videos and I know people mock him for it. And I'm like, why would you mock him for that? Like very real passion. It doesn't make any sense to me. So it never bothers me, but thank no, you. Great. Yeah. Passionate is good. It shows you, you actually, you care what you're talking about and I love it. Yeah. That's why I think everybody loves you, Lila. Everybody loves you. Yeah. I'm going to pull this article up <laughs> since you talked about it so much. Uh, Whitney Cummings finally got her migraines under control. I think what it is, is what you're saying is it's sort of how it's a, it's a glorification. I've definitely seen this when it comes to some of the mental health problems. Like we said, DID, there's this explosion of young people now saying they have multiple personalities and there's all these young people who are encouraged because mental health has been incorporated into this whole so social justice ideology where, wherein you are given more status points, the more quote unquote marginalized you are. And since they're now saying mental health, uh, people who have mental health issues are a marginalized group, then then there's all these young people claiming proudly, like, I have borderline personality disorder and depression and anxiety and, you know, migraines or whatever. Um, I haven't read this. I'll just look through it. Whitney Cummings finally got her migraines under control after years of suffering. It blew my mind. Uh, so this is the whole crux of the article, I guess, is the migraines, right? Yes, she wants she wants her woke points for having a disability and she wants to be, you know, that's that's what this is about. And it's like it, it really makes me sick. Here, I remember being like, do people just move through the world without a throbbing head? The absence of migraines felt like an opioid. That's how wild it was. Yet though she hasn't suffered an attack in over two years, coming still identifies herself as a migraine sufferer. Wow. <laughs> Is it in her bio? Uh, I sometimes just want to new truth it and go, I used to have them and I don't need more, she says. But she adds, she still feels a responsibility to talk about it, especially to other women sufferers. Quote, so many women are affected and they're losing a lot of their life force and time, Cummings said. Who knows how many are afraid to go live their bravest, fullest life because they're afraid they're going to get a migraine. In fact, 18% of all U.S. women suffer from migraine attacks. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean, you lost me at I identify as a migraine sufferer. <laughs> I, I identify 
as a migraine sufferer. That's it. You are. You're not. I mean, at this point, what's what's the what's going on? Like, how are you? How do you identify as something? He identifies as a victim. That's what it is. I identify as a victim, and I. That's what that's about. And it's like that's not what I stand for. And it's like it's just. It, when you when you do that, it takes away from people who actually have serious disabilities, who actually ser- seriously have to overcome stuff. Like, yep. I, I'm sorry. This is, yeah. My husband has suffered from migraines. I fortunately haven't. I think I've only ever had one that might be qualified as migraine. I don't even know because I don't have them. And I, I had a really, really bad headache once that was very different than others. But I have no idea. Anyway. But he regularly gets them, and uh, he's told me it's also kind of blinding. Um, not regularly anymore, actually, I should say that. He used to get them a lot. I cannot imagine him saying, I identify as a migraine sufferer. <laughs> like, it's I, just I something, it puts it, it puts it in, that's who you are now. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. who you are. And there's something, I, wrong, like, it, it, it locks you into that, like you said, this victim mentality. Anytime I hear that word identify, it, it it just means that they're not really what they want to be. You know, yeah. I, I don't even use the word identify in terms of I don't identify as a woman. I have gender dysphoria. You know, like uh, it's completely different way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. And yes. Oh, I can't say that on, on, on YouTube. But I was going to say, you know, gender dysphoria is, in fact, it used to be in the DSM or it is. Yes, it used to be. It, <laughs> It's 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 a sexual disorder, yes. Yeah. It's a sexual identity disorder. <laughs> it's crazy how much we have to step around things now. Uh, it's amazing. If it was if it was my sh- if it was my channel, I I don't care. I'd say it. <laughs> but every time can, I'm on your you show, Carrie, I am I'm li- every time I'm on your show, I put on tinfoil hats and then I, I just go off the rails and I, I think you know, <laughs> but you never do. I know. So yeah, gender disorder. No, not on this is. platform. <laughs> Uh, I I was lately, I have some opinions I've shared, which might be considered a little more in the realm of conspiracy theory. I was like, I need to, I need a tinfoil Stetson, like a cowboy hat tinfoil. And, uh, and somebody on Twitter was like, why don't you just put tinfoil over a regular Stetson? I was like, oh, I didn't even think, <laughs> I didn't even think of that, <laughs> duh. <laughs> That's what I got to do. Well, um, well, thank you guys for hanging out with me today. Yeah, I just like, I like these kind of free form conversations wherever they go. So um, I did want to read a couple things. Nerdy girl says, was it a taxidermied cougar or a sculpture um, that I mentioned at the antique shop? It was a taxidermied cougar and he gave it up for a really low price, man. Uh, you is can it, find some it? good antiques in these small towns for good mm-hmm. prices. Mm-hmm. And then Dion says, Lila is a diamond. Better a diamond with a flaw than a pebble without Confucius. Dion always has the best quotes. Um, Well, thank you guys again. Tell us, tell people where they can find you. I'm going to put this banner up for your Twitter handles. Yeah, Yeah. like I said, uh, so youtube.com slash Sarah Higdon. And if you don't want to go on YouTube, because I might get banned. Um, I am on Rumble, so go on Rumble or Odyssey, um, but Rumble is my next largest platform uh, in terms of videos. I just started a Substack, um, and I do videos on there. I'm part of the beta program for the videos on there as well, so uh, go check out some of that. I have some articles up there, and then 
Um, yeah, just you can get all my links on my website, sarahhigdon.com. Awesome. I just want to say I thoroughly enjoyed my time with you ladies today, Carrie and Sarah. This was so amazing. Um, you guys can find me at lilahart.com and at Love Lila Hart. And please check out American History of Voter Fraud. We are trying to get that to 10,000 views while it is still up on YouTube. And thank you so much. This was such a joy. I really had fun. Bye, guys. And thank you guys for being in the chat today. See you later. See ya.